Hello and welcome back to Just Another Football Podcast. You're here with Fergal and Ali. Ali, how are you? It's so weird that you're hosting an episode I'm in that simultaneously Harry's absent for. Harry's out for a flight. Uh, George probably has work. Um, yeah, he's working, isn't he? Yeah, that feels yeah. weird hey, straight for, away. Full disclosure, I've only watched Ireland, really. Uh, uh, <laughs> I kind of had the week off football. Uh, but I did watch both both games for Ireland. So that's all I'm able to talk about. Ali, on the other hand, you've probably watched a, a good few games. So, um, But f- first of all, you... You, uh, you contributed to our good friend uh, James Alcott's vid, and uh, we yeah. got a few new subscribers. So any new people, hello, you're very welcome. Um, welcome, welcome. I'm uh, I'm the 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 uh, brawn to Ali's brains uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, that you would have saw in that video. Um, you know, not, he spotted a good wee run or a nice wee run, Brighton v Liverpool. Anyway. Um, and congratulations to James Alcott as well, who's announced that he's expect him and um, his wife are expecting as well. So that's great yeah. news. It's really good um, news. Um, yeah, I mean, without James, uh, this uh, this podcast wouldn't exist because that's how we met, really. Through his, that's uh, all, all how we met. Yeah, yeah. Through his uh, Discord and his, creator. you know, his Twitch community is great. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I did contribute to a video. Um, that's that's incredible. I've uh, been a big fan of his for for years, and to be to be able to Work on a video with with him is, Collab. is great. You collabed so, on a video. Collabed on a video. Um, I mean, my my YouTube subscriber count went up all of a sudden. I hadn't, I haven't posted there on there for six months. Um, so yeah, it's great. Um, and congrats to, to Jim as well. To uh, yeah, it's it's just such good news. Um, so yeah, Brilliant. here we go. Brilliant. Congrats, Jim. Yeah, and welcome everyone. Uh, and uh, yeah, now the intro is over. We'll uh, we'll get into some football after this then. Mexico nil, USA nil at the Azteca. That was the the first game of of what was going to be the crucial uh, World Cup qualifier games for um, Concacaf. Concacaf, am I right there? Did yeah, Concacaf. Right? Yeah, yeah, Concacaf. Uh... I was thinking, no, that's Comedy Ball is the other one. But yeah, yeah, but Concacaf. Ali, talks through. How do USA do? Are they at the World Cup? Well, we are at the World Cup. Uh, yes, we've made it. We've made it by goal difference between us and Costa Rica because what happened after the Mexico game, which is actually just extremely boring, um, the atmosphere not very loud after all. Um, you you expect Mexico that they're being played at the Azteca and obviously a big rivalry. U.S. had won in very controversial circumstances uh, in the build up to the game um, in the reverse fixture, and it was it was bound to be a good good competitive game and it was nothing like that at all it was just as we needed really it was really boring i feared the worst for that game um but we got through it just fine the next game after that i think was the most important one possibly of the qualifiers after the the win against mexico um earlier on in the in the qualifying stage panama we beat them 5-1 panama at that point had been fourth and we were Pulisic like, well, wasn't it? Pulisic hat trick, including two penalties. But the third goal was so good, so good. He 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 kind of like twirl. It's Burkham esque, like with the difference in quality. Of course, like I'm not I'm not fooling myself into thinking Pulisic's as good as <laughs> Burkham, but it's it it looks like it. Um, he kind of 
He nutmegs, he, he takes a high ball, kind of twists, nutmegs himself, nutmegs the defender, skips around the other, and, and then kind of chips it over the keeper. Uh, yeah, all that was done in like a six yard space, and it was it was just rem- a remarkably well taken goal. Um, Jamie one of one of us is Chelsea, sure. but anyways, yeah, exactly because he's uh, he plays off the he's like, Captain he, America when he plays for you. That's why he he, he does he, well he for us at most times. Yeah, he does he does it for us most times. Um, so that was that was a really really important game. That's the actually the game that practically sealed qualification because the one after that we lost last night as we speak. We are recording on Thursday. Um, we lost two 0 to Costa Rica. But we needed to lose by six so we don't qualify because of the goal difference. Costa Rica ended up with the same number of points as us. Actually, the same record, seven wins, four draws, three defeats. Uh, We just made it through uh, on goal difference. And now Costa Rica have to play either the Emirates or um, the Emirates or us. No, actually, sorry. Costa Rica will play New Zealand in an intercontinental playoff. Um, And then we'll get to uh, South America later. That's fascinating. Um, so, yeah, we made it through. We made it through. It's who, who, good. Who are the teams then? Canada, Mexico, USA, and then Costa Rica's in the playoff. Costa Rica's in the playoff. Canada have managed to top the group um, on goal difference to Mexico. Uh, and then we have third place. Um, and Costa Rica fourth on uh, goal difference as well. Who Out of those three, who's... Um, we're recording this, the, the World Cup uh, group draws tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, may, may, I'll probably ask you again in maybe a week's time. Mm-hmm. Out of those three, who's making it furthest in the World Cup? Poor. It, it's gonna have to be between Canada and the US. Canada just have an incredible eleven that's very harmonious and and very high quality. There's the entire starting eleven are like kind of ones to watch that you've that haven't been on the scene for a little while, but they've all got immense quality. Um, in my opinion. The, I would particularly keep an eye on Stefan Estacchio, their kind of defensive midfielder. He's uh, he's in Porto now. He's Portuguese-Canadian, chose the Canadian national team, and uh, mentioned how good a decision it was, rightly so. Um, he's probably the most important player for Canada, despite Alfonso Davies. Uh, Alfonso Davies hasn't featured in the last like, three or four games for Canada, maybe even more. Yeah. The last two international breaks, really. Um, he's expected to be back for the World Cup, though, isn't he? Or uh, he even is. Even next season, yeah. Yeah, he is. He, he should be there. I hope he is because, I mean, Alfonso Davies. Yeah, he's incredible to watch. He tore Chelsea apart that time. Yeah. Um, and he's uh, he still he just keeps keeps getting physically fitter and fitter and fitter, uh, and obviously better as a footballer. He's uh, he can, and the the thing for Canada is that he's. So versatile, he can go. He can play literally anywhere down the left or as a right winger as well, and he's one of their main goal scorers. But Kyle Lahren, like, he's probably good enough to be like Alaba, and even if he needed to, he'd do a job in midfield or even as a striker. In yeah, terms I, of I like what, so. what 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 Canada, the quality of Canada, he's he's probably like literally like good enough to play anywhere. I feel he's like that good. At, He's his best quality is pace and his ability to yeah. dri- break lines via dribbling. So if you're using that, if you're using that from midfield, is great. But I think the, his biggest strength is to kind of take tear down a channel 
and yeah. take wingbacks and fullbacks completely out of a game. Um, so, and then there's Kyle Lahren, who's the uh, top goal scorer ever for Canada, um, who's a strike partner with Jonathan David. And what so, age is, is he, the Kyle Lahren? Oh, Kyle Lahren? Oh, I don't remember. I feel like he might be in the old like... Uh, he's, he's, he's definitely been... He's older than Jonathan David. I don't remember his age. Let's put it up real quick. Um, Jonathan, this is a live Google. Who, who does he play for? Not Jonathan. Um, Besiktas in, in Turkey. He uh, used to play with uh, Ricardo Kaká at Orlando City. He's 26. Oh, that's younger than I expected. There you go. For a, t- for a top goal scorer, that is quite young. This, He's very young. Of... Because Canada, like, Canada weren't even in the final qualifying stage in 2018. So they don't play often <laughs> so like right. they don't have that, that many players so that many good players over the years so yeah incredible achievement for canada um qualifying for the first time since 86 very good um so yeah uh the, 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 then your other team how's your how did your other team end up doing well um i am one for two for every world cup qualifier in terms of my national teams of my nationality qualifying even in 2018, when Egypt made it, the U.S. didn't make it, and when and now when they're both this close to qualifying again, Egypt lose on penalties to Senegal again for the uh, for the second time in two months. We I, were I on f- for the penalty shootout, and mm-hmm. what what first struck me, and I'm sure everybody's seen it by now, is the lasers. Now you were saying that this is very common for both sides to be at this crack. And to and to be be pointing lasers, um, mm-hmm. it, it, I saw a video of a guy in a stand. He wasn't even hiding it. He was mm-hmm. just stood up, bold as brass. Yeah, pointing the laser right down, right down on the pitch. Yeah, it, like it's it's just like bizarre that it sort of thing isn't um, trying to cut out by stewards or anything like that. The game, it's just um, like it, you know, tell you what, it was happening Ireland versus someone else. In a big game, I think I would turn a blind eye myself to it, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's it, it's it's strange to see it, and and it looked like it it would put you off quite a lot. Like there's it lo- would. absolutely loads of them. It would. Um, there's a, I have a few things to say about the kind of not just the laser thing, but the general performance of the, over the two legs. It should have never gone to penalties, um, but let's like get the laser thing out of the way first. Yes. It's bad. It's harmful on the human eye. It, it shouldn't be allowed in stadiums. It's slightly annoying, but I, I'm not going to complain when Egyptians have been doing it or had been doing it. It's now banned from um, Egyptian stadiums. Um, in the, especially the late 2000s and early 2010s, up to like 2015 or so, the laser thing was it every African game, whether it's uh, Champions League or qualifiers of any sort, uh, they would, like, buy their tens of thousands. I kid you not. Not only green lasers. At first, it was green lasers. But then after that, it was blue lasers started to appear before they eventually banned it, and pretty effectively so. Well, Egyptians aren't allowed in stadiums for 10 years, uh, except for African games, some African games. And some World Cup qualifier games, uh, which is remarkable and is actually part of Egypt's failure. Um, 
at World yeah. Cup qualifiers is that you don't you don't have fan culture whatsoever now for a, for a generation. We don't we don't have match going fans at all. So you go any atmosphere is just bland because people don't know how to chant, how to how to cheer on. Yeah, you haven't got, you haven't got the, the the group of lads that, that know every single song and are then carrying the rest of the crowd. Exactly. There. We don't yeah, have we don't have any songs. I've not been to an Egypt game, um, actually, in my life, but certainly for the last ten years when when that band was was put in place. But every time I watch Egypt on TV, it's the the chants are kind of just distorted, and the only the only commonality in what people sing is when or what people say really is when a goal is scored. You just have. Like just people celebrating the goals, and then they go back to their absolutely random songs. Yeah, and it's uh, it makes the atmosphere bland, and it's frustrating uh, because it was part of why we failed. It's part of it, um, and why the World Cup qualifiers in twenty eighteen was such a struggle in an exceptionally easy group uh, that we kind of managed to squeak by with a last minute penalty in the end when that mm -hmm. happened. But, but how, how on the was performance, the performance then, generally over the two legs. Read my mind, Fergal. Um, uh, awful, actually. So we scored early on in the uh, kind of fourth minute, I think, early on in the in the home leg, and then Senegal just had all of the rest of the game. So the goal was quite a lucky one, actually. Salah gets a Salah starting central again. I have something to say about that too. Um, but he did manage to score from that position. He uh, gets a, a beautifully shaped long ball into the area. Um, kind of takes it down, first touch, turns the defender, hits it. Saved by Mendy from like three yards out. Hits the hits the bar and then hits uh, Salah Cease and goes in. And then we just sit on it. And d I d <sighs> Why? Sadio Mane tore us apart in the second <laughs> half. They should have had a goal. Why? You're playing a, a two-legged tie. Score some goals, and away rules count. Score some goals. Don't invite pressure. As much as you did, at least. Like, make an effort to make it harder on Senegal for the second leg, where you know there's going to be a good atmosphere. You, go, you know the stadium is going to be absolutely packed. And there's a little bit of a like a rivalry there in terms of the uh, yeah. African Nations final. Um, Mane gets all, all that narrative. Just try. And the 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 substitutions are defensive. The shape is again similar to the to the final of the uh, uh, African Cup of Nations. Just like seven, eight players behind the ball, and Salah just completely isolated up on his own. The difference in the second leg is between those two ties and all of the African Cup of Nations is that while we defensively were annoyingly good. In the in the Africa Cup of Nations, he kind of could knock it. Really, couldn't blame it because it was doing so well. We just kept winning shootout after shootout, and the little build up to the final, we lost that in the second leg. Senegal had Senegal missed three complete sitters after scoring early on in the fourth minute yeah. um, of that game. So two early goals, one for Egypt, one for Senegal each game. So we, we lost our defense, but we did nothing, nothing going forward. Salah was, Salah was very nervous, actually. Um, I, I, I don't have the stats in front of me in terms of the take-ons he completed, but I would guess he completed none. In fact, 
until the I, I wrote at some point in the second half that we'd completed zero out of one dribbles and had a like 63% pass completion rate. And that's it. And it's actually from a neutral's point of view, it's a good thing that Carlos Kiros isn't seeing the World Cup and is nowhere near it now. It's um it's yeah, it was very frustrating to watch. Very, very frustrating to watch. Do you think um well Carlos Kiros do you think do you think he'll uh, he'll keep it or or do you think that that's a um that's a, it is a big disaster? It's not a big disaster because we've We've done worse in some qualifiers before. 2014, we lost 6-1 six one, six one to Ghana and crashed out that way. We're kind of used to not qualifying for the World Cup. And it's a mental, it's an Egyptian mentality problem where even the golden generation that won the three African Cup nations in a row between 2006-2010 yeah. didn't qualify for the World Cup because we always treated it as oh. we still do as like an end goal rather than just another step in the way. That golden generation should have made it to the quarterfinals definitely so it's a mentality problem more than anything he's got us to a final of the african Cup nations after all and to that close to being at the world cup just a penalty shoot out of way it, for the sake of for the sake of keeping things consistent at least let's let's leave it until the next african Cup nations which is a year from now um so there's no need for chopping and changing things again reinventing the wheel again um I mean, we've been playing negative football for maybe five years now. Like, extremely negative football. The the, the hard-to-watch negative football. I know the feeling, Ali. I know <sighs> the feeling. It, it honestly sounds like you you have sort of similar to what we had, in Ireland had. And we're going to come on to Ireland very quickly and very shortly. Yeah. But, like, um... Yeah, like like it, the the need to just like have a manager that's gonna respect your national team's players enough to go. You know what we we can do something, and you know it might be it might be a Sen a Senegal that proves it to you, but like for us it was like a Georgia that proved this to us. We went away to Georgia in Tbilisi, and it it was nil nil because they they didn't have the quality to just put it in the back of the net. Mm. But they passed it around us. We didn't get a kick, and um, and then Luxembourg was was the the other one, and and mm. though it's when teams like that are just well oiled machines, uh, like uh, passing it around you. Even Gibraltar do do all right. Whenever you whenever you see teams like that that are playing well, for that was a big sign for Ireland to be like, right, we need to we need to change our approach to this. And and um, sort of have faith in in the players that we have to play more positively, um, yeah, and, and um, sort of not not do what you're saying there. Have seven men behind the ball and and then have Salah isolated with with one other person or, or whatever. You yeah, know, like talking about um, in the return leg. You know what? We didn't even start our striker. Like we, the the idea in the Africa Cup of Nations is that Mustafa Mohammed, who's um, our starting striker. Uh, yeah. Or, like, supposedly, but he, he used to play in the African Nations on the right as a kind of a wide target forward. So we kind of lump yeah. it up in the general direction of him or Salah, and they kind of, it's on them to chest it down. That Senegal game, despite the center back, one of the center backs being Kalido Koulibaly, and our tallest striker is 5'11", 
Mustafa Muhammad. <laughs> I don't know if he's even 5'11", but he kind of... He even... Even Mustafa Muhammad sat on the bench. So he started with uh, Trezeguet, Marmouche, and Salah. But, like, our, our... our We didn't give... We didn't give ourselves a chance with the second leg. We didn't... We didn't give ourselves a chance. The only close one was, like, a hopeful header from a substitute winger, Zizo. Um... Who missed a penalty bizarrely by the Oh, I, I have to mention this. I have to get this out of my system. With the laser things and the penalty shootout, like Zizo, the, everyone talks about the solid penalty and how he skied it. First of all, like you're you're one of the best players of the world. Just put it on target and hope. Uh give yeah. give the goalkeeper a chance to do. That's that's a bad miss with under any circumstances. But never mind. Um Zizo. The the substitute winger for Egypt, and he he scored a concession of incredible penalties in the shootouts um, uh, in the Afcon. Yeah, this time he did a Jorginho for a goal, and he just put it wide. He completely missed the target oh, to the right. With have all those layers on yet, and then go. You know what? This is the one I'm gonna I'm gonna copy Jorginho. It's stupid. Uh, it's so stupid. I'm. It was the, so the frustrating. The one you have to be looking at the keeper for as well. You have to be able to see what you're, where the keeper is going with that. No, none of it's that, not, mate. It's not none like the that. other ones. You could just have your eyes on the ball and focus on, <laughs> on hitting it sweet. <laughs> it's so bad. It was so bad. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, how how are Ireland? Well, how, sp- how speaking are of green lights, you know. Yeah, uh, green lights. The, the the green lights of of, of Dublin were were, were uh, had a great time. Um, we uh, we drew with Belgium, uh, a Belgium very second rate Belgium team, but Belgium nonetheless. And then we beat uh, Lithuania one nil, very last minute. Troy, uh, with a Troy Parrott goal, great, unbelievable, really good moment for him, and there's just such a positive atmosphere around the, around the team. We we really should mm-hmm. have beat Belgium, um, and it was two poor lapses in concentration, one really bad corner for the second goal, and we were really just starting to mount the pressure, mm. and they just had one set piece and scored from it, um, and then um, uh, uh, the first goal. Um, was just people not being switched on, just not tracking back, not really recognizing the danger. And then Batshuayi taking his moment really, really well uh, with a with a snapshot. Um, you know, Coleman and Doherty definitely could have done better. I thought Doherty didn't get into a full sprint at all. Uh, and by the time he reached him, it was uh, reached Coleman to help out. It was in the back of the net. Um, so it was it was like two lapses in concentration. Um, and then the quality of Belgium just shone through a little bit to get the draw, but we, um, but it, it was really good. And, and like the goals we we done, uh, or the goals we scored were brilliant. Ogbené, it was fantastic. I like Ogbené. I can't understand how he's League One. The guy is top end championship at the very least, and also he plays wing back for Rotherham as well, which is just bizarre because he he looks so at home for Ireland up front and. And he's getting goals and assists left, right, and center. Um, but he he he's been brilliant. Uh, and Doherty played well, and and Josh Cullen, similar to what you were saying about Canada, Josh Cullen, Josh Cullen, and the like midfielder is the guy that's making us tick. Um, he's ex West Ham. If anybody doesn't know it, and um, he's um he's brilliant. He he really is, and and he's the first name in the team sheet. Um, I'm a sucker for playmakers. 
yeah, he, he just he, he just keeps it going. And then with the Lithuania game, he he didn't start, and it, it, there was like there's something missing. And we, cause cause whenever we play against teams that are going to sit back against us, the sort of three at the back, it becomes a bit more um laboured. It's a bit a bit slower, and um we didn't have maybe the the lads in the pitch that could get the cutting edge until they were subbed on. I was trying to change a few players. Like we de- we definitely should have scored. Matt Doherty had a great chance earlier on, um, and um, and we got a bit lucky with it. We went into Fergie time like at the end there to get yeah. the winner, but it um, but it was still good to get the win. And I still don't think it was an awful performance. But we need to sort of work out how we're gonna play against worse teams because. Mm. Funnily enough, we probably play more worse teams in qualifiers than than better teams. Maybe teams as good as us, we play a, 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 a couple of them and then a couple of bad teams, and there's always usually one team that's way better than you. Yeah. I feel like we're better playing against the, we're, we're better playing the teams that are going to come on to us a little bit. We haven't figured out the ones that are um, are going to sit back off us um, as, as well, um, and, so, and so we need to sort of work on that. Um, but yeah, that, that that's the that's Ireland uh, wrapped wrapped up. Um, well, let's go. Yeah, we'll, to... we'll, 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 we'll cover the rest of the other World Cup qualifiers after this. Then. So the big shock of the World Cup qualifiers—it's old news now. But we still need to talk about it, Ali. Italy are not going to the World Cup. Oh. And it wasn't Portugal that knocked them out. It was Macedonia. North Macedonia. North Macedonia, I should say, yes. North Macedonia. I'll tell you what. Um, I actually didn't get the chance to watch this game in full. But I, well, I flicked it on last 10 minutes. I was like, oh my God, I need to watch this in case North Macedonia case. knocked them out. <laughs> It just, it, time just kept going on and on and on. And Italy uh, just, I watched the first half. Uh, that's why I don't say in full. But in the first half, time kept going on and on. And Italy kept missing chance after chance after chance. It was one of those that made you wonder a bit. But I was like, surely, surely Italy will be fine. <laughs> They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll One chance will fall to them eventually. And then you kind of watch the highlights after the fact and wonder how the hell this happened. And you find, like, Berardi missing a sitter. Uh, 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 who else missed? There's, there was a load of missed chances. I think in, um, Insignia had one. I think um, uh, who uh, the former Borussia Dortmund striker, his name is going off my head now. Uh, Immobile, yeah. Why did I say former Borussia Dortmund striker? By the way, that's yeah, like, it's literally it's the worst, least worst time of the club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why. That's why being a football fan, sometimes you remember people for the worst moments. He's literally the golden boot, the the top goal scorer in in Serie A last season. Um, whatever. Um, yeah, and they, they just kept missing sitters, and and then the goal from North Macedonia is just kind of Italy tired and kind of panicking a bit and not really understanding what's going on the the ball just falls to somebody who hits it like and then you find that that's a his uh, his name escapes him at the moment i'm so sorry but uh he's uh he's the same player that scored against italy to uh deny them automatic qualification in 2018 
bit of a story there. Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. Um, Tchaikovsky, yes. Tchaikovsky. There you go. Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, well, hit, I think caught Donnarumma off guard. It reminded me, for bringing back to Ireland again, it reminded me of the goal that Luxembourg scored against Ireland. It, it's, it's one of these ones sort of dropped to him, a bit of space, just hits it, sort of one touch and hits it, gets it out of his feet, and catches everyone off guard right in the bottom corner. And the Italy players were sort of looking around going, you know... This didn't happen, did uh, it? Like, there's a headball in there? It, it didn't happen. But it, that, that one count. Surely yeah. that doesn't count, you know, because no. we're Italy and, and we're going to the World Cup. And it's North <laughs> Macedonia. And it kind of... that's, that's it. And it's it's huge for Italy. Definitely. Um, and, like, it's... And it ended up, sadly, North Macedonia didn't go through. It's, it's Portugal and Poland. Um... That, that are going through um uh, Maddie Cash in the clips I saw for Poland seems to be having a big influence I, I, I can imagine Lewandowski's enjoying his crosses uh, yeah. from some of the clips I saw um, but didn't really see too, too much of, of any of the other games um but yeah it's it's um it's it was a big massive upset I thought Italy would have Italy would have went through but Portugal again sort of Getting either an easy draw or scraping through, they have a knack <laughs> for it. Like, um, yeah, they, they they just keep keep going. In fairness to them, and like they've got great quality players, but they you definitely wouldn't. Uh, you're definitely going to be tuning into them at the World Cup. Like, fun fact: um, Bruno Fernandez first um, and second goal against North Macedonia. His brace sent them through. These were his first two goals that were not either in friendlies or against Luxembourg. That's. I think it was. Uh, is there not also a penalty as well? Uh, no, scored... it was his first. No, no, okay. His first goals for Portugal that are not in friendlies or against Luxembourg, which I find remarkable. No, like, I'm. I'm not going to slag him off for scoring against Luxembourg. Luxembourg are are a tricky operators to score <laughs> against. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed anyway. all three goals that we scored against them. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. Um. But yeah, is the. What, what, uh, so, what, do you know the rundown of all the countries then that from Africa that, that qualified, Ali? Oh, from Africa. Oh, quick mention before that to Wales as well. Qualified to the semi-final. Obviously, the other yeah. semi-finals set to be played in June. Scotland against yeah, Ukraine. Uh, Bale was just terrific, wasn't he? Yes, I love that for him after that article. The, the Welsh Parasite um, was was released Um and his celebration was was a good was a good response to that. His two goals were amazing. The free kick is just kind of comes from all the way up. Well, what Nobody in the world have... is is gonna make an attempt to save that because they it's surely going over the bar and then you find whoop just hit the other yeah. side of the bar and in. It's fantastic. What what I would do to have an Irish player as good as that that not only is as good as that but always turns up for your, for your, for his country. They, they, and, despite and, playing and, 77 and minutes, Wales kind of have two of them in Aaron Ramsey as well. Yeah, both of them are just like always turn up to the absolute max uh, for their country. Yeah, uh, and and play playing and the most I, you can understand why it's annoying for the clubs they play for because they're just like so much better for Wales. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it'd be, again, it'd be good to see. That's the one. Um, is that that's the game against Ukraine? Is it or that that's delaying them from yep. playing the final of that one? So it's Scotland against Ukraine, and then we will yeah. have Wales will play the, the winner of them uh, in the final stage in June. Is it bad that 
although Ukraine have went through a hard time, I really want to see a Wales Scotland final. Me too. <laughs> to see who, me too. See who me goes too, through on that one. <laughs> I I I wish that's the case still. Um, Africa then. The rest of Africa we kind of talked obviously about Senegal. Um, the Jolf Derby ended Ghana qualifying on away goals. Jolf um, Derby, I like that. Yeah, good. the reaction from the Nigerian crowd was an absolute disgrace. Like uh, there was a pitch invasion. Like they threw stuff like through the tunnel, chased after players. It was, it was bizarre. Like because just because he didn't qualify for the World Cup for the first time in how however many. Um, Ghana are to be fair in their worst state in years. Uh, going through kind of a change in in generation, they're not great. They're not great at all. Who's who's the manager of Ghana, uh, Fergal? Who's the manager of Ghana? Quick quest, quiz quiz question. I should I know? Is you should know. I would... Yeah, it's not Essien, is it? It's Chris Hutton. Oh why? Oh yeah, I really should know. You really should know. I'll point I, it out I, I, the I, Now you say that, I do. I do remember hearing that. Uh, so I, I quite enjoyed that fact that Chris Eaton took Ghana to the World Cup. It's something that when that would seem random even on Football Manager. Like um, maybe, maybe we should have got him in for Ireland. Uh, maybe you should have, but he's uh, he he plays in remarkably negative football, doesn't he? So I don't yeah, know if you enjoyed that part. Um, uh, so Morocco eased their way through five goals to two on aggregate against the Democratic Democratic. Republic of Congo. That's probably the easiest tie. Um, that's probably the easiest tie out of all of them. Like I, I, I feel jealous that Morocco did, did end up playing them. To be honest, uh, Tunisia just held on to a one 0 win against Mali in the first leg. Nil nil, got the job done. And the most remarkable of all of the World Cup qualifiers, even so more so than Italy, in my opinion, is how Cameroon Algeria went. So the first leg ended with a 1-0 away win for Algeria. Then the second leg was 1-0 Cameroon until the 118th minute. So it's 1-0 Cameroon away, so they go to extra time. 118th minute. Algeria score from a corner. And then in the 123rd minute, 123rd minute. Carl Toko, it can be scores for Cameroon. Cameroon are through. That was like Algeria really, really thought they're through. Celebrations that they started celebrating the fact that they're going to the World Cup. Uh, at a time, the injury time for the second half of extra time ran long, and Cameroon uh, scored from I think a throw-in routine. And it kind of ended up getting sent into the box. It can be found it falling to his feet inside six yards, no marking, and he just slotted it home. And then the Algerian manager, his reaction is extraordinary. He just kind of, kind of falls to his feet. It's going to be one of the famous pictures taken at a World Cup qualifier. He kind of falls to his knees, absolutely sobbing, and just stays on his knees for... Probably 15 minutes after the game is finished. I, w- I would have thought so. That's a that's a heartbreaker. That's su- so, ca- it's so Cameroon made it there. Cameroon have done it. Cameroon have done it. So it's Senegal, Cameroon, Ghana, Morocco, Tunisia at the World Cup for Africa. Right. And um, 
Or do, do you know the other ones? Or any, you can Google the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can Google me. Um, in, uh, South America deserves a mention because oh, so, yeah. um, we ended up with Brazil, Argentina, uh, Uruguay, which, you know, three of the regulars. Ecuador. And Ecuador have a pretty interesting story. Apparently, they've uh, they've started, like, their youth teams have, do, have been doing so well, and they gradually started um, playing players from those uh, from those youth sides into their first team. Um, and their, some of their best players are under 22 years of age now and have helped them to, to the way to the World Cup. And they've beaten the likes of Chile and, and uh, Colombia to, um, <laughs> to the World Cup uh, qualifiers. Like, they, they qualified automatically, took the fourth uh, spot. And they even finished third above Uruguay. And then in fifth, who will play an intercontinental um, qualifier against either um, Australia or the UAE, are Peru. So, Colombia, Luis Diaz land, and Chile, Alexis Sanchez land, will miss out. Tough Incredible. scenes for, it, it, tough it's, scenes it's for Luis Diaz. It's big for Chile. The, probably, probably the end of their, um, their great... Oh yeah, definitely. Te- teams like um, yeah, and great for Peru to to get in there again. It, they it seem to st- still be having a good team. Um, yeah, well, Peru like, still yeah, have to get past one more harder the Intercontinentals, but it's a uh, it's a good it's a good it's a tough ask to get past like Colombia and Chile, um, and to also get past the initial qualification phase two times in a row. They obviously were at the last World Cup, so that's a good achievement for them. But Ecuador, shout out to Ecuador. It's a good process. And, uh, I'm, I, gave, I gave it a Google then. Shout out to Asia. <laughs> South Shout Korea, Asia. Iran, Japan, uh, Saudi Arabia, and then either Australia or United Arab Emirates will go through to the Inter-Confederation playoff. So that's yes. against Peru. So Australia not being at a World Cup, that's massive, Ali. That, yeah, it um, is. And they, it, that means they, they, they have to get past the UAE and beat Peru as well. Yeah, um, it's a it's a tough ask as well. Peru are not pushovers. Peru no, are not pushovers. Definitely not. So that's your your uh, international roundup. I can't wait for the next one. I I don't know about you. I, I I'm we've got um well we're meant to have Ukraine next in our, in our Nations League game, which is the next competitive game. Mm. That's probably not going to go ahead. I'm hoping another competitive game will get rearranged so we'll get either get Scotland or, or Armenia first in our um, Nations League group. Mm. That would be ideal. But um, it, it, but we'll probably get a friendly instead or something. But uh, that's, that's for Ireland anyway. I couldn't give a damn about anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's the show for this week. We're trying to make it uh, a, a, a relatively short because we're both probably in a bit of a rush here. Yeah, but, um, I've classed it 50 minutes. So, gotta get There going. you go. <laughs> so, yeah, fantasy picks, we'll go through, we'll probably tweet them out over the weekend and we'll go through them uh, on, um, on next Wednesday. We'll be back to our usual time then. Follow uh, the Twitter, JF underscore pod, JF underscore pod. Follow. Thank you. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>